0: gonna do the whole show. I was gonna do the whole show like that. No one likes the tuna podcast. Is that a good voice? Can't hear it?
1: Couldn't, I hear it, couldn't hear it. I think your microphone cut you out. It's too oh, whispery. It's too, too whispery.
0: Low. Too low. No one no one likes the t- I can't do it. It's too much. <laughs> it's too it's too glottal. As, as the linguist would say mm. No One Likes a Tuna Podcast, my name is Nick Nocera.
1: Darryl Wong, how you doing everybody?
0: Oh, how are we doing? We'll give them the listeners a second to chime in. Let's listen up. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) All right. okay. Wow, Wow. okay, I'm
1: glad everybody's in a good mood. You know, proud of your friends, proud of your family. Out for another episode of that, No One Likes a Tuna.
0: Yeah, I saw a movie yesterday. What did you watch? I I was called. I almost went to see the first Fast and Furious in theaters because they're Uh doing that like nine week. We're going to be a week behind them, but they're doing. We should have done this, but they're. It's like they're re-releasing nine weeks leading up all the movies in order. Right. So this week was Fast One. Next week will be Too Fast. Then Tokyo Drift. Blah 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 blah. That's
1: obviously not for us. I mean, like, if everybody else maybe needs to do that, we obviously (laughs) (laughs) have been been on the road to Fast 9 for two years now.
0: The only one I would consider seeing it going and doing that for would be 1, because Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in theaters since it came out in theaters. And, like, seeing that on the big screen would be an interesting experience, I think.
1: I'd be surprised who showed up. To that
0: Mm -hmm. screening. Yeah. Who knows? Right? Who's Um, stoked for
1: that? Who's going to pay whatever, 12 to $15 to show up to that event? I'd be curious. Yeah. I I would be there. But.
0: They may be free. I saw Tyrese on Instagram was saying something about that the screenings are free.
1: Ah. Okay.
0: So. That makes some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um no I saw a movie called The Father. Mhm. Directed by Florian Zeller, who wrote a, the play and it's about uh Anthony Hopkins is a father who's suffering from Alzheimer's. Olivia Colman plays his daughter. The movie sort of is told from his perspective though, so there's some like weird trickery going on where they like replace the actors sometimes. Mhm. Like uh, and, uh, like, the, her husband's is switched out for a few different people sometimes, and she's switched out for a different person, and, like... Trying
1: to, trying to mimic y- some of the effects of a uh, Alzheimer's yeah. person.
0: Yeah, and the timeline is kind of... There's one scene that I thought was really effective where he, like, walks into the dining room to see them arguing about him, and then sits down for dinner, and then they have dinner, and then, like, towards the end of the scene, it starts... He sort of goes to get another piece of chicken or something, and they, we see that same argument sort of start to play. We see the beginning of the argument again, and but we don't know it until like the end when we hear the same dialogue and the same end of the scene play out. Hmm. It's the same, like, and then he walks back in again, and it's like the end is the begin. It's like this time, or I don't know. The movie was really good. Is what I basically want to say. Carried mostly by Anthony Hopkins being
1: legend himself
0: yeah basically <laughs> um uh interesting take interesting experience i would definitely recommend going see it i don't know that you need to go see it in the movie theater especially if you're worried about the pandemic mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean it didn't blow me away i don't think you know wasn't like a life-altering event for me going to see this movie. But if you have somebody and you've experienced... I've never really experienced that up close. My grandmother mm-hmm. had dementia. But, it, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so Alzheimer's is like a more progressed version of dementia. Is that right? I
0: think it's like one and the same. It's just the a on sort of what level you're... I mean, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. that was my understanding. My Both of my uh, grandfathers... Yeah. Like, had dementia, and yeah. I sort of anticipate that genetically I'm going to get it too. Me too. At around, like, 75. Yeah. Or so.
0: My, I mean, I got fucked up family history, bro. It's not mm-hmm.
1: good. mm mm-hmm.
0: My grandmother had definitely had dementia, um, but I wasn't, like, around. I didn't have as intimate an experience with that. I sort of avoided the whole situation. My mother mm-hmm. dealt with it. Pretty profoundly. It'd be interesting to know her reaction to this movie. Um, my other grandfather had throat cancer and fucking lung cancer. And then my other grandfather lived for a while, but like had mad heart attacks and shit. And was basically confined to a bed for the last ten, eight years of his life. Mm-hmm. He would lay in bed all week and then get up on Sunday morning, go to mass. And then go home and go to bed for the rest of the week. Oh, Oh, God.
1: (laughs) That doesn't sound like torture to the (laughs) highest degree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
0: He was like real-life Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Grandpa, Where they just sit in bed
1: all day. Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Brutal, Yikes. I don't need to laugh at my grandfather's experience. I'm sure it was horrific, but, you Uh know. It's fucked, bro.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Alzheimer's. Do good you stuff to
0: look forward to.
1: I feel like I've heard more and more occurrences where people call it Alzheimer's.
0: Yeah, Alzheimer's. I don't know. I just don't where know the that medical come from? distinction.
1: Alzheimer's? No, but it's, like, it's called Alzheimer's. So like you spell it out Alzheimer's. I feel oh, like people of, call like, it. All-timers, like it's going to be <laughs> like an all-timers all timers the night. night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to think it was called old-timers, uh-huh. like old-timey <laughs> <tiny> people got <laughs>
1: Always it. got that old-timers, <laughs> like, oh, yep,
0: I know this what you're talking worst. about. We're the worst people. We should not be yeah. having had Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Hopkins is great in it, and I hope he wins the Oscar, which is going on right now. But, uh, you know, he probably won't. He probably won't. Chadwick mm-hmm. is going to win the Oscar, which probably deserved also. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Um. Anyway, we watched Hobson Shaw this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that true? That is true. Yeah. I had a nice little watch through. Uh, it Somehow was able to uh, pump up my Saturday morning and... Uh, I had a good time, you know. Yeah, pop, I had my little pop. Yeah, turned it on first thing in the morning, doing a couple tours, watching Hobbs and Shaw respectively, getting through their workout morning routines. All like, mm-hmm. "I'm kind of into this here." Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
0: I had a great watch through. Yeah, <laughs> this movie good. is good.
1: <laughs> I, I felt like I traveled the world. Yeah, defeated some. Um, Etienne bad guys, like, all in the span of two hours before I actually got started with my day.
0: Hey, why don't they have, like, more Etienne guys? hmm Like, I know Idris has, like, henchmen, but why don't they, like, Etienne up those henchmen a little yeah. bit? You know what don't, I mean? Yeah,
1: <laughs> don't make them work for their <laughs> upgrades. Upgrade them first. Let's see a couple stages here of exactly. guys that are actually, like... Also superhuman.
0: And that way they would win. (laughs) 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 If you guys weren't so stingy
1: with your upgrades, maybe we wouldn't get defeated by these mere humans.
0: Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. (laughs) I wonder if Fast Nine takes place after this movie. Because if Fast Nine's after this movie, that means like Etienne people are out there in the world, right?
1: I had a note of that, too, and I think we touched on it before, but mm. the whole, like, Etienne revival of Han,
0: mm. like, oh.
1: seemed, like, extra feasible after watching this. It'd be
0: cool if Han had a big, like, zipper up his back <laughs> like, a <laughs> super soldier. <laughs> I'd be into that. I'd be yeah. so into that.
1: If the, yeah, if all of that took place in the, like, London underground, he, like, had to go into some, some crazy tunnel and then got abducted by the Etienne people, Yeah, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know people would be up in arms, but I would also be into Han being, like, a super two-faced bad guy in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, come mm-hmm. back, infiltrate the family, and then, like, cause cat- catastrophe. Mm-hmm.
1: People or he would gets like that. He gets fully Etion revived and resurrected mm-hmm. and then hacked to become anti oh, he gets etienne hacked.
0: Oh, he i like <laughs> that. If they hacked Han. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, yeah, maybe um, uh, what's his name? Tobin. Maybe Tobin is able Jason to crack Tobin? the yeah, maybe yeah. Jason Tobin's able to crack the Etion mainframe and yeah. once the procedure is complete then matrix han
0: yeah yeah sick i did see him i posted this on instagram this week Confirmed from the from the new trailer. Bow wow, coming back. Oh yeah, I saw so,
1: like I saw the trailer, and I don't know why that didn't occur to me. I was like, "Oh look, my doesn't god, that
0: anything it doesn't yeah. like."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who are these three guys?" Like, I love just to so forget about up. that. <laughs>
0: He's definitely not Lil anymore. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh huh. But there was a picture of him. Uh. Lucas Black and uh Jason Tobin maybe like all hanging yeah. out together? Like the, the, the Tokyo Drift crew making It, it looks
1: like the yeah, it looks like they're hanging out at the backyard of uh eighteen forty seven as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does look like that. So thirteen twenty seven. Thirteen twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah, good. Oh sorry, I got doors slamming in the house and <laughs> Things happening here. It's a busy day at the Nosera household. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all right. So I did have like one big point to bring up about this movie. Let me check my notes. Mm-hmm. Because. Oh, the thing is, like this movie, the one thing that really struck me is, is like it's very virus centric. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't. I guess we've touched on it a little bit in terms of like the pandemic And the virus, and it's all like, you know, it can wipe out the population. We need, like, to mass murder everybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now that we have, like, a real-life thing where that happens, or or happened uh, in a way, I mean, do you think that, I guess, action movies specifically and like popcorn blockbusters will use more pandemic stuff or less because mm. obviously there there's movies like Contagions where where this is like we're going to take a re, as real an example of this kind of thing happening and see the fallout like that's a drama you know and i i, I tend to think we're going to ramp up that type of thing either in like hospital tv shows we're going to ramp it up in movies and like stuff where pandemic things are happening that now Mm -hmm. that we all have a base understanding of what the pandemic stuff looks like it's easier for writers to incorporate that kind of thing as a piece of drama but action movies you know like we're always looking for the bad guy right Mm -hmm. like we used to have the russians for a while and then the Soviet Union fell, and then we didn't have the Russians, and so we moved on to, like, the Chinese for a while. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up. Hollywood's a fucked up place. But now <laughs> the Russians are back, and so we got Russian bad guys again. Yeah. Do you think the pandemic is going to sort of ramp up the virus-enemy aspect of action movies or ramp down because, like, people want to take a little bit of a softer tone?
1: I think it's going to go downward. And when I think about... Uh, um I don't know. To me, it sounds like when they do kind of like nine eleven like remake movies, either mm-hmm. from the perspective of FDNY or the NYPD or something else, they've done a number of them now, it really hits, I don't know, it's, it's a much different movie. It's no longer just fantasy because you're keying into um, events and emotions that are real. I think right. it sort of like kind of locks itself into a... Time zone and like ends up being more kind of. I mean, I I guess in one sense you have to be respectful of the time, but also like it's not you can't. I think play with it as much as you would as if as if it was total fantasy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see a world in which they do allegor- allegorical type things, especially in the horror movie world. Uh- <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Or, like, even action movies. Like, War of the Worlds, that Tom Cruise version, the Spielberg version, I think is a 2005 movie. Mm -hmm. That movie is about 9-11, right? Like, pretty blatantly about 9-11. And the experience Mm -hmm. of, like, living through a catastrophic event like 9-11, right? But it's not like... It's like fucking alien. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like spoiler for World War. Yeah. It's fucking alien <laughs> came up, but the whole movie is like you know about like human, like this small insular nuclear family trying to survive a catastrophic world changing event. Um, and I think there will be movies trying to deal with the ramifications and the human element of the pandemic from an allegorical standpoint. I mean, that's what movies do, right? Mm -hmm. Like Godzilla, even. A movie we just talked about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, not anymore. I don't think King Kong versus Godzilla kind of falls in this category, but the original original. Japanese movie is about the atomic bomb. Like, without, Mm -hmm. you know was all about the experience of living through like an atomic catastrophe um, and made by people who, who essentially did that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll see a lot of that, but I don't necessarily think we'll get what we got here in, in Hobbs and Shaw, sorry, where it's like the virus is just this, thing that we're like using to like put the our characters I I think it's a, too flippant and people will be sensitive to using viruses or world you know killing viruses as a flippant device anymore basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it just occurred to me that the way that the virus is used here, like, you get injected, and then if you die, it immediately sort of, like, gets in the atmosphere and kills everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how they used the virus in the original Triple X movie?
0: Wow, haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> Not since we watched it on the pod maybe five years ago have I seen that movie? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, from yeah. what I remember, if not, I think it was the original one, like, the end scene. Like, they go, he's able to wear those uh, goggles that see through the wall, and you have mm-hmm. a bunch of scientists inside of the mansion that are building oh, yeah. this and chemical it goes device. Off. Yeah. Goes in the device, kills all of them, and then the final scene is them, uh, like, this thing is inside of a boat and it's going toward. Mm -hmm. Moscow, maybe, and he has to go and then chase it down in his Chevelle.
0: Bombs upside down,
1: (laughs) exactly. He has to put it inside needle bomb explosion, and then uh, the just like just like bong water, the whole um, yeah, the whole pandemic is just filtered through the water. Nobody dies.
0: Nobody dies. That's cool. That's cool. I don't remember what happens in The Rock. You ever see that movie?
1: Yes. So was, that was my second That's example my was the
0: scariest <laughs> chemical contagion memory from when I was a kid. Like watching a scene in that movie. I had a nightmare. I like walked into my older sister and her friends watching that movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw that one scene where like the bubble the little ball like explodes and like the yeah. dudes melt or whatever. Yeah. I was like, Ah, oh, I can't this is too much for me.
1: Yeah, I like that movie, one, because it uh happened in San Francisco, Alcatraz, mm-hmm. but after that, mm-hmm. so, like, after watching that movie, the first time I ever saw a stalk of Brussels sprouts, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> that, I know what that is. <laughs> I is. We're not
1: messing with those. I know
0: what that is. That's not something I'm fucking with. You want me to do what
1: with that? No. Eat it? No way. You want me to roast those with a little of bacon? I don't think so. You better yeah. get that away from me big time.
0: That's still my excuse for not eating Brussels sprouts. <laughs> it's not because they're disgusting or anything. It's just because they look like the chemical warfare device in The Rock.
1: <laughs> true, true.
0: True, true. Um, what else you got about this movie? Hobson uh. Shaw.
1: Uh, almost, like, almost nothing. I got yeah. some, I called this CT, CT-17 virus. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't figure out how they got, so when, um, when Etienne attacks the, set the Interpol, like, headquarters in that size skyscraper, how did they get those cable launchers on top of the building? That takes a little bit of pre-coordination.
0: It takes a lot of precord not just right. to get the guys up there install the devices <laughs> hang out on the roof for a while right yeah. but then time it perfectly for when he's done capturing uh Vanessa Kirby Oscar nominated mm-hmm. actress Vanessa Kirby who's mm-hmm. also not going to win but uh they have to, like, he's running out, and they have to shoot those things to perfectly time with his jump out the r- He and his three buddies jump out the <laughs> room.
1: Like eight buddies. He's got, like, eight buddies, for sure, jumping <laughs> off the thing at the exact same time.
0: And those cables got to hit their back. Perfect. Perfect. I-
1: I assumed the first time I watched it, there was some sort of magnetic exchange happening, but, mm. I mean, then I was like, wait a minute, how did they get the cable launchers up there so quick?
0: It's also a you've got to consider the end, of the, <laughs> <laughs> the end of the cable has to fall at a rate faster than the velocity of a human.
1: Only right? possible with magnets.
0: Has, but, like... But like strong one, <laughs> Like pull the cable into your back, right? I just don't I don't see it being a thing that yeah. can happen. Right.
1: Yeah. It's not I mean in, in old yeah, in previous movies they would use just the classic window washing rig in there. Maybe they would do some uh hand to hand combat on that thing and you have the platform kind of inching down one side over another, but mm-hmm. this takes it to a level here where it just uh a Impossible.
0: That elevator seems pretty fast, right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well,
1: he does. He Why hits the elevator with the elevator. The, it's if you just push the down button, it's not mm-hmm. gonna go fast enough. That goes normal human speed, so you okay. don't like oh, explode your eyeballs. Sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he purposely jumps in there, he's like, oh, I'll work on nobody tells me what to do. Then he goes and takes the elevator, but he purposely takes the back of his weapon and then bashes in the control he, panel.
0: Yeah, which makes it go ultra-fast for some yeah. reason. <laughs> which, for some I don't reason. know if it's a real elevator thing. I'm not, I'm not an elevator mechanic, but uh-huh. I'm not so sure that's a real thing. Right. But
1: Maybe uh, it had NOS. Presumably Maybe there was actually a NOS button.
0: <laughs> that would be very effective. That would be <laughs> Presumably... Idris though is smart enough to know how to bash in an elevator panel, right? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Just
0: get in the elevator with your couple of buddies and like smash the panel and drop real quick. Then you don't even like. The, do you imagine the like the overhead cost for these guys to be on the roof and the like harpoon? Was another harpoon instance. Oh, those <laughs> I are don't harpoons? Really realize, but it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, like the cables going off the roof, you know, it's just like a lot. I'm just saying you could save a lot of money and time if Idris was just like, I'm just going to take the elevator down.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Hold on. Well, now I think about it, so they they bust... Wait, so they, do they jump off and They then... bust
0: in through, like, a, don't they bust in through a helicopter? Through the window? They definitely bust in through the window.
1: Right. Are yeah. they already attached to the... I'm trying to remember the sequence of events. Yeah, or I mean, do they uh, jump off the roof get attached, and then get attached and break in? No.
0: No, I think they come... Don't they come in like a fucking a helicopter? helicopter? And there's guy. Their boys are up on the roof. Hmm. Aren't they in a helicopter and they like smash through the window? Just mm-hmm. free-balling it through the window. <laughs> just
1: jump out of the <laughs> helicopter. it was just a nice little run jump.
0: <laughs> run jump.
1: In there. I guess they grab the cables security.
0: on them. I'm not so sure. I can't huh. remember yeah even though i mean these movies they go in and out of my fucking brain so fast it's so (laughs) brutal we're so bad at this i wish we had better memories i wish we were (laughs) better at being like good fast and furious experts we're not Uh good at it you know i think that's one thing we've learned over the pod is like we claim to be experts on these movies but we're so bad at that role
1: This is the true Dominic Toretto way, okay? You gotta stay in the moment, all Mm -hmm. right? The moment's here, embrace it as it comes through, and then move on after that, okay?
0: I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) We're experts in the quarter mile.
0: (laughs) One thing I do remember, and I I know we've talked about this, but, like, it hit me, this this movie, like, I had a good time, but that airplane scene is the worst thing in the movie, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Where, like, she's asleep. Oscar nominee Vanessa Kirby is asleep. (laughs) And The Rock and Jason (laughs) Statham are are talking about how much The Rock wants to fuck her. And, like, I'm just saying, like, this movie is written by Drew Pierce and Chris Morgan. Like, two dudes. And the scene plays out in a way it just feels like ah uh, here's a scene of what we think is like good maybe now mm. to say of like she's like a, the baddest most intelligent woman I've ever met and if she wants to <laughs> consensually like climb up on his hog, this hog they clearly they just want to make they clearly just want to make like the fucking like hog fucking jokes but like wanted they're like oh we better like <laughs> Put in some things about consent <laughs> and like her being her respecting her, and stuff it's just like, this, uh, like you're missing the mark, man. Right, you know? right. I don't know, it's, it's a weird, gross scene. And then Kevin Hart shows up and the scene, gets a lot better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely,
1: they needed that big time.
0: <laughs> he's good, he's good in this movie, man, Kevin Hart. In both his scenes, is excellent.
1: Agent Dinkley, reporting to duty. Dink- the Wizards.
0: Dink- the Wizards. <laughs> um, anywho. I got nothing else for this movie. Should we do shout-outs and then fucking close it off?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All uh, right. Let's do
0: that. I want to shout-out this week to a thing... Um, I may have shouted out before. Probably have. Have I talked about baths on this concept before? Or on this podcast mm,
1: before? I'm not sure.
0: I feel like no. Gotta tell you.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Big fan of nice.
1: the Nice. Nice.
0: Listen, if you got the ability to take a bath and do know how everybody does at every moment of every day, it's great. <laughs> It is great. People, Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Some people are like, well, I don't want my body, dead skin, you know, you floating around, you know. Bro, you're living in it. You got dead, Uh gross shit all over you all the time.
1: All over your pants, all over your skin, all over your nasty old bed over there. You're covered in it.
0: Here's what I do. I take my laptop, I put it on a chair next to the bath. Oh, nice. Uh, And I get a little bath bomb in there. I put a little lavender candle. Wow. I Pop my Jeopardy on, you know, and I take uh-huh. like a twenty-five minute bath while Jeopardy is playing. Um, that's my. That's my. You know, that's my bath time ritual. Okay, that's Anderson nice. Cooper has been co uh, Has been guest host, and he's doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Is this uh, a is this a classic like seven o'clock Jeopardy? You're, like when I think of Jeopardy, it like has to happen at exactly. Isn't this seven o'clock a like, classic Jeopardy time? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, it's Jeopardy then Wheel seven and seven thirty. I don't mm-hmm. watch Wheel because Wheels for babies, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of—I'm an adult, okay. We do Jeopardy a, only. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'll try to answer half of the questions. Everything else is—is is like you yeah. know some and you learn some, okay?
0: Yeah, it's like let's learn something. <laughs> yeah, Wheels for babies. That's all. Uh-huh. I, that's all say. Yeah, I'm
1: yeah. Okay, watch- I don't want to do a spelling exercise here.
0: Yeah, I can't watch Jeopardy live mm. at uh, 7 p.m. But I do. Watch it in my evening time, you know, that day's or yesterday's Jeopardy at evening o'clock.
1: Yeah, good.
0: For me, after I come from work. I don't always do it in the bath. <laughs> I'm not taking a bath every day watching Jeopardy, but if I have one on the weekend, I'll draw the bath. I'll pop the Jeopardy on. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good deal.
1: So what does the bath bomb do? So Jess uses some, but hers are thc bath bombs but oh. what is a normal non <laughs> what is a whoa, normal non-thc through
0: the pores in her skin whoa <laughs> that's like... hardcore man yeah <laughs> you got a friend of free. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does a
1: normal bath bomb do
0: it's just like some they do different things some mm-hmm. are like fizzy where they get like a little bit of almost carbonation fizzy kind of texture going on in the bath Mm -hmm. some just have like nice smells some have like some herbs in them where they get they release the sort of the hot water sort of activates the aromas some are more soapy where you sort of have this silky texture to the water where you're Skin feels also, I mean, I don't really. Th- they just smell nice for the most mm-hmm. part, you know. And you get like the hot steam starts to smell nice and makes you sort of. Oh a Ooh,
1: relax and less and little thing. aromatic yeah, opening it's up all the. mostly aromatic. Exactly. Nice.
0: Exactly. Some people put essential oils in the bath, which I guess like the bath bomb has some oils and stuff in it. I'm not like an mm-hmm. essential oil guy. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Uh, but I do like smelling nice things while I'm steeping in a hot bath. Mm-hmm. So the bath bomb is a very effective, low-effort way to do You just toss the bomb in there, turn on the bath, and bingo bongo. Ten minutes mm-hmm. later, you've got a nice smelling thing.
1: Nice. That's and it. do you have to take a shower after you take a bath with all that stuff?
0: This is a hotly debated topic <laughs> in my household. <laughs> yeah. I
1: was like, uh...
0: Yeah, I don't know who I'm gonna like. I, I may be starting some shit. If you want to start some shit about baths, reach out to us at Adult Podcast on Twitter. I'm having a Twitter fight about the bath etiquette. I do not.
1: Uh huh. I feel mean, like if you go the effort of getting all the stuff that you enjoy smelling, like leave it on your body. Like there's the worst stuff you could keep on your
0: skin. Well, I, after that, yeah, my, my at the end of the bath, I soap and rinse. Mm-hmm. So I take, I actually take the soap and I soap, I lather up mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. and then uh, sort of rinse it off with the water that I'm sort of in. So I stay kind of soapy, kind of smelling nice and feeling good, and I rinse my face and my hair and shit, shit like mm-hmm. that. My um, live-in, you know, comrade. <laughs> she adamantly is like no I have to rinse in the shower afterwards after the bath and I'm like you're clean the bath is a clean thing it's a device to get you clean Right? you You
1: can't get a bar of soap dirty that's like how that
0: works you can't get a bar of soap dirty so you just like soap up and rinse the soap off and you're clean I do it but you know it's like come on we don't need to right. like put more water on you. Well, that's crazy to me, but mm-hmm. you know some people will have very strong opinions about this kind of thing.
1: Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do you want to shout out to this week?
1: Uh, so I got kind of like a, I got a, I got a half and half uh, anti plus a shout out shout out. So mm-hmm. we went on a nice long bike ride yesterday. So for the most part, we spend most of our on bike time in Prospect Park riding around mm-hmm. in circles, but this weekend we had a unique opportunity to change up our scenery, and we met up with a friend in Central Park, which is about uh, I think it's That's like a, a twelve ways away from you. Yeah, I think it's like a twelve mile ride from mm. our place. Okay, it takes about an hour to get there. Um, so we went up there, and the anti the anti shout out part of it is that there is no good way to get uh, north south like in Manhattan. Like, we took First Avenue for half yeah, of it's it.
0: Called Soubois, bro.
1: Uh, so it's yeah. called the Subway.
0: Subway. <laughs> subway. Yeah. Subway.
1: <laughs> but the scenery, like, well, I, haven't been, I haven't ridden that in at least a year or so. But mm-hmm. we tried riding up a little bit on First Avenue and then getting over to Sixth. First Avenue up and down the uh, the, like, East Village area, mayhem. Because yeah. all of the restaurants, all the bars and stuff now have street seating and it's so so it's like restaurant, sidewalk, bike lane, and then they take over the what was already a terrible parking situation with seating. So it is just Awful. mayhem for sixteen blocks
0: yeah.
1: between whatever, Broadway and I guess fourteenth Street. So yeah. That's mayhem. We try to work our way over to 6th Avenue. Similar situation. Just craziness. Like, every other block, like, somebody's making a left turn and it's going to kill you. So we resorted to just riding in, I think it's like three or four lanes of live traffic.
0: Traffic,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we are just like, all right, we're just going to ride in the main traffic lane and we're hauling ass up 6th Avenue. Fun, but not as it's intended to be used.
0: Uh mm-hmm. huh.
1: So yeah, all the north south stuff garbage for riding bikes. Why did they
0: put the bike lane outside the parking area? Is it bike lane? Is it bike lane? Is it sidewalk bike lane parking or is it sidewalk parking bike lane?
1: So on north south they put it sidewalk biking parking.
0: That makes more sense to me.
1: You'd think so, and I think that was the original thought here, but like, there's so many abuses of the lane anyway, and just if you imagine riding, so let's say you have like three lanes, traffic going up, same setup here, there's all kinds of cars that are trying to make that left turn, and they can't Uh, see anything. And not only can they not see you as you're coming up, but they've got to cross what's essentially two lanes. Are you running reds?
0: Are you running reds?
1: So where we're we going like with traffic, normal yeah. traffic, but those if you're a driver and a bicycle approaching the same uh, intersection I that's coming right to left here, that car has no chance to see you because he has to look across essentially two lanes in order to make mm-hmm. his left turn. so at best, he'll start to make the left turn and sit there at like a like an angle, and maybe he sees you, maybe he doesn't. But it's hard; it makes it harder for him, for the car, to see you making a left turn, well, which in fact know, makes I'm it more dangerous.
0: Constitutionally, against bike lanes in principle. Mm-hmm. I think biking should, is a purely recreational thing that should be done in isolated areas and not allowed to mix with regular traffic. Right. That being yeah, said, but- here's a proposal.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Take all the bike lanes big dig style let's put them all underground let's have a extra subway for bikes just bikes Mm -hmm. you know everybody could just bike around in little tunnels all over the place
1: i'd use that below ground above ground who cares i'd use it
0: so that's a central park
1: oh yeah so that's the the shadow part of it is that central park is huge and beautiful and the route, the bike route itself is twice as long as Prospect Park. And although, like, the main area on, like, whatever, Columbus Circle is just total trash because yeah. there's like all the horses and like there's way too many people up there, the whole north side of the park, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. People are able to spread out. It's hilly and scenic and. I've like I've only ridden it a few times in the years that I lived in New York, but Damn. Yeah, like, Central Park is a phenomenal park
0: rules. Mm-hmm. Um I went there my last day in New York before I moved to Altai Raw. Mm-hmm. and uh it fucking this kick's ass, you know? It's mm-hmm. amazing that this like the biggest city in the world, this giant 60-block chunk of it is just carved out for a big-ass park. Mm-hmm. Olmsted hmm uh, Olmstead designed it. I mean, that's the other part that's so crazy to me is, like, it, it feels so natural and so, like, of a place. But, like, it's all completely designed. Mm-hmm uh every tree was planted every rock was placed every waterway was like dug out and manufactured and like Olmsted who was a notorious fucking asshole uh designed it but I tend to think he did a kind of good job doing it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah shout out to central park is that the
1: That's it. Shout shout out to Central Park. Like You forget sometimes that... I forget that it's there, but Mm. the times that I do visit it, it's wonderful.
0: Hey, man. Um, I'm excited for Fast 9. I'm getting more excited by the day. And what we're going to do is we're rolling... We're not doing an in-betweener this cycle. This is the end of Cycle 19. We're going to roll right into Cycle 20... We're going to not watch Hobbs and Shaw at the end of Cycle 20.
1: In true fashion.
0: In true fashion. So we're going to go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And then if my math is correct, which it probably isn't, that will time us out to the theatrical release of Fast 9. And we'll watch it that weekend and review it. Mm -hmm. That's the plan. God help us. If you want to um, give us any kind of condolences or encouragement or <laughs> whatever, you can reach out to us at Nalt Podcast on Twitter, N O L T T Podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram. No one likes to tune a podcast. We're on uh, Gmail. Uh, no one likes to tune a podcast at Gmail dot com. We also have a uh, couple of couple of a couple of patrons on Patreon, which we love, and we're going to do a Riddick episode soon. We're going to mm-hmm. review the last Riddick movie, which I'm kind of not looking forward to, to be honest with you. I got mixed feelings about it.
1: I mean, once we do that, then we can do something else. So it's about the completion of the, uh, the series. the
0: series. over with, huh? Yeah. Right, yeah. We'll schedule it. Uh, that'll be coming up soon, and you can vote on our in-betweeners, which won't happen until the end of cycle 20. We're going to do two in-betweeners to make up for lost time. Nice. And then um, rate and review us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcatcher, Pod—you know, Pocket Cast, whatever you will got, whatever you want. Give us five stars. We love you. And um, I got nothing else. I don't know. Anything else?
1: That's it for me. Cycle 19 is a wrap. 20 is a big number, though. 20 is a big smoke. number, man. Wow.
0: We're going to watch these movies 20 times. Woo. Oh, shit. Fuck. I'm not ready for it. I got to watch one next week? Is that right? I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, man.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ugh. Okay. All right. I can do it. We, can go, we, can go, we got this going. Cycle 20, the it. final road to Fast 9.